Hey guys, I'm Alex Ross from Pretty Heavy Lifters and welcome to my podcast. Oh my God, this is my third chapter um, in my podcast and I'm just so grateful as always that you guys are tuning in and listening to my story and hopefully um, it's going to help some people. It gets you to know me better and know, you know, what I'm about and why I am like I am and sort of get a bit of background um, and, you know, like, see a different side to me rather than just like, oh, there's this fit girl who like jumps around a bit and has got loads of energy. You know, there's like a backstory to everyone and you you don't always know what people have been through or where they've come from. So it's always good um, to know the facts and learn a little bit more about people. So this episode is called Terrible Teens. And um, this episode's going to be more like, I think, reminiscing um, so I know some people will be able to relate to me, more like reminiscing on my teenage years. Um, they were just pretty unhealthy, as probably a lot of people's were. Um, so yeah, this is more of like a bit of a story and you getting to know me and me telling you a little bit about me. Um, the next chapter um, is going to be definitely um, a bit of a hard one to listen to I think the next one is going to be there's a lot of trauma involved in the next one um and it can be quite upsetting so I thought for this one that this one's going to be like an upbeat um happy sort of positive remembering like all the fun things sort of pod podcast and chapter because the next one let me tell you have been through <laughs> I've been around the block I've been through some shit and uh yeah that that next one's going to be quite um, hard to talk about, really. And um, But I want to talk about it, you know. I don't think these topics should be brushed under the carpet. You know, I want to make people feel uncomfortable and I want to be heard and I want, I want to do this because I want to help myself and other people in the same situation as me, you know. I'm not a victim. I am a warrior. So... Yes, and I make everything into a joke. <laughs> Whether it's sad, happy, whatever, like, emotion it is, it's like a joke. So that's how I deal with things, make it jokey. So this one's going to be upbeat, and it's called Terrible Teens. So, oh, fitness and health, let's talk about that to start off with. So, oh, dear, behind the uh, the porter cabins at school, smoking, I was. You know that. You know the whole thing, you know, looking cool, having a fag think it was embassy that I smoked with my friends um so yeah terrible thing a lot of smoking which is obviously not good for your health um and yeah just generally being a teenager I did still exercise so I absolutely loved trampolining in PE um I still loved dancing um I did a lot of dancing in my teenage years and I I've always always stuck to sort of a fitness side of things my body has always been moving and like I say with me having ADHD it's um it keeps me stimulated I think what I've learned I didn't realize this at the time but what I've come to realize is that whilst I'm moving my body I'm not thinking so that is an outlet for me um whilst I move my body all the time I'm not thinking I've just got all this energy that I need to get rid of constantly so obviously in lockdown now I can work out four times a day and I've still got energy 
because I've just got so much energy, especially with sleeping a lot, um, not seeing hardly anyone as well. So I can't take on their negative energy because I am an empath and I take on people's energy. And obviously training people, I give them a lot of my energy as well. Like I put a hundred percent, if not more into everything. So everyone I see, everyone I deal with gets a hundred percent of me. And sometimes I think I give too much and then I tire myself out. So at the moment, I'm working out about four times a day, biking, running, walking, yoga, acrobatics, weights, you name it, I'm doing it. So yeah, I think that that's always been an outlet for me. Movement has always been my sort of my saviour, how I express myself, especially dance, as I've said before. So I love trampoline and that was so much fun. Um, I used to love doing flips on the trampoline um, and then lots of dancing with different dance schools. Um, and I love my dancing friends. I always sort of like, I don't know, you just click with dancing friends because they're into the same thing as you and you become really close. And I had a good, good, good friends around me. I had a good little gang around me. Um, yeah, I had a good little gang around me with the dancing. But I've always struggled in groups. I'm better one-to-one, I think. I'm better one-to-one. Um, so, at school in the teenage years, the terrible teens. Oh, this is when I found, you know, boys. Riding in cars with boys and all that sort of, all that sort of stuff you get up to. You know, you're 13, you think you're great because you're getting in a car with like, some old guy who's potentially like a paedophile or a pervert but you think you're so cool because they're so old and you're so young and you're smoking and you've like got your md 2020 or your cider from the shop and you think you're a bit bad um and you're with your friends and you just i don't know you just try and fit in don't you? you think that's cool um you try and fit in i did like i said i had some great friends i skipped school a lot with one particular friend um, and sat in her mum's front living room and smoked a fuckload of fags. Uh, That was like, that was pretty funny, to be honest. I used to love um, wagging school, to be honest. It was great. So, yeah, we used to just sit there and like drink or smoke. I used to skip school a lot and get in cars with boys and all sorts, you know, just being a teenager, really. Um, but I always managed to do really well in all my subjects because I do think that having ADHD, which I didn't know at the time, I've always been able to concentrate. Like, so I was chatting, I was always disruptive and chatty, but I always managed to answer the question. So the teacher would be like, uh, Alex, what did I just say? And I'd be like, uh, you just said da, 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 da. And they'd be like, well, you were talking, you're in trouble anyway. So I'm like, you know, I always like knew the information and did well at school. Um, or I could cram, like, the information. So, like, I wouldn't know what I was doing. Then the last, like, day before a test, I'd, like, cram all the information in my brain and just do really well. I've always been a very bright um, individual. I did my A-levels. I think I've spoke about that before. I did my A-levels in German uh, economics and history. Um, not that I really wanted to, really. I just kind of fell into that and thought it was the right thing to do before I went to dance college. Um, but I was always really bright in top sets for all of my all of my subjects um so I was a bit like geeky clever really so that's why so that's why I had to be really naughty and try and like be cool that way because I was I was in all the top sets like quite clever and so I kind of thought well 
can't hang around with, like, the cool people if I'm, like, goody little two-shoes dead clever. So then I'd be really naughty, and also I was, like, quite chatty and disruptive anyway. So I'd be a little absolute shit bag, like, re a real shit bag. Like, I feel sorry for those teachers now. Like, I'm really sorry if, if you're listening to this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was a little shit. On report, sat outside the headmaster's office. I think my mum and dad, like... Uh, rang the deputy head like once a week to see, you know, I'd always be in some sort of trouble, but it was never my fault. I was always just, you know, wasn't doing anything nasty. I was just really cheeky and being naughty, you know, um, like answering back and having water fights with all the lads and stuff. I used to think things like that was so funny. And like, I've never been one to be told what to do. That's why I have my own business and I'm my own boss because I'm absolutely shite at being told what to do. Like, at school, everyone should wear a blazer at break time. And they're like, if I don't want to wear my blazer, I'm absolutely not... Who's telling me to wear a blazer? Like, I'm not a sheep. I'm not wearing my blazer. Like, they can't tell me what to wear. So I'd trot off to school. I'd have my hoop earrings in, my green Adidas jacket, some, like, horrendous, awful, like, blue studded belt that was in fashion at the time. And then I'd have, like, my trainers on, like... No one's telling me what to wear. And I've got my white eyeshadow on as well, so I'm looking pretty cool. I think I looked atrocious, and I would have looked way better in school uniform. But, yeah, I thought I was cool, and I was wearing, like, my Adidas stuff and obviously sneaking it off. I didn't go to school like that. My mum would have probably told me off or whatever, but, you know, sneaking it in, thinking I was, like, so cool, but also had these braces that just filled my mouth and made me look like I had, like, metal mouth, like, jaws... Oh, what's that villain off James Bond? And he just, like, he jumps onto the bloody metal rope and he, like, is with his teeth. That was me. That's what I looked like. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I was a bit geeky, really. And I think I'm, I've always been a bit goofy and always a bit geeky deep down. And I actually really like that about myself now. But back then, oh, you just try and fit in and be cool, don't you? I'd kind of... I always, like, watched people to see what they were doing and kind of did what they did. Um, but, yeah, I loved being cheeky and naughty. But I always did well at school. Um, so, yeah, that, that school, I went to Hucknall National. Um, so I went to the national school in Hucknall, C of E school. Um, even though I lived in Kirkby, literally I live right next to Ashfield School. Um, so that used to piss me off. I used to have to get up really early to catch the bus to school when I could have just walked five minutes up the road to Ashfield. But my mum wanted me to go to a better school um, and do, you know, she wanted the best life for me possible, which, you know, is really nice. But I wanted a fucking lion, to be honest. But now I am glad I went to that school because I made some I made some great friends um, and I still have a couple of good friends from school, actually. Lindsay and Helen. Um, Helen is one of the strong girls and she trains with me. And um, Lindsay is a nurse. Um, she's high up in her job. I can't remember her exact title. She's very high up in her job. And they're both absolutely lovely and we do stay in contact. Um, so thank you, Lindsay, as well, for what you're doing with the NHS at the moment with corona. So... Um, yeah, I just want to give them a shout out. And I also speak to a few other school friends as well. It's so nice to reminisce and catch up. Good times, honestly. So, so 
I'm going off on a tangent, but like this is, like I said, it's more of a story about me. It's not so much health and fitness related. I'll try and relate it back to that. But the next one's like really insightful after this, the next chapter. So this is more of a bit nostalgic. This is nostalgic. Um, so yeah, I love playing water fights. I was smoking behind the port cabins. I wrote, I was writing like, there was a teacher called Nick. I was writing Nick the dick on the board and like thinking it was really funny. I'm so funny. I was like running around the school, not in lessons when I was meant to be. I was doing all sorts. I was answering back, shouting at teachers. I was playing the class clown. You name it, I was doing it. I was skipping school. Um, I was trying drugs as well. Um, so out of the weekend, 13, bottle of Voddy on the park. Uh, trying drugs. House parties with all my friends. Like, these were the best times. Not like, not like major drugs. It was just a bit of fat, you know. Like, we thought it was really bad, but it was like the tiniest little bit of fat. But, you know, we thought we were the dog's bollocks. Um... So, yeah, this is a time where you're, like, finding yourself and you do try all these things. And I'm not promoting drugs here. Like, I'm not saying to do that, but I'm telling you my personal story. Um, and that involves, you know, unsavory things. But I'm not ashamed of any of it because I wouldn't be the person who I am today without any of these um, experiences. So, yeah, I did have some... <laughs> oh, dear. Drinks never gone down well with me, you know. Like, I hardly drink now. I can't remember the last time. I really had a drink. It's never agreed with me. Like the first time I got absolutely bladdered on Lamborghini, um, I was like running around the park crying and like telling this guy who was like my first boyfriend that I loved him and like throwing up everywhere, just being super embarrassing. Drink has never suited me. And everyone said I was a psycho. And you know what? I am a psycho. So they were right. But oh, all the time, like literally all the stories involve... All the stories from me being younger involve, oh, Alex, can you remember that time when you were bladdered and you fucking threw up or something like that? It's always like, and a mum and someone's mum was really mad with me because I threw up, or like I threw up all over the, all over, um, the house, or I threw up all over myself, or um, oh, there was, I think there was one time, um, when I was like rolling around on the floor, um. And, like, my boobs fell out or something when I was really young. And, like, that story still gets brought up to this day. And, yeah, I was just really drunk and just really funny, really. <laughs> so, and but I think at that time it was fun, but also kind of, like, you know, it's what I've been shown as well. It is what I've been shown. Like, my parents are big drinkers. And if they don't like that I'm saying that, then that's on them. Um... Because from my last podcast, it has taken me a bit of courage to do um, the next one because I did get some messages, some abusive messages, actually. Um, so it's taken me a little bit of courage to, um, in fact, do this one. Um, but I'm not ashamed. This is my story and this is my truth. And I will speak it and I will be heard. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was normal. I drank a lot because that's what I've been shown. Um so, yeah, that's school pretty much. And do you remember, oh, my God, nappy nights. Sorry, changing it to something a bit more lighthearted. Nappy nights. So I remember going to nappy nights with my friends at Liquid. They were amazing. Threw up at that as well. I remember um, I remember distinctly um, 
I went to Liquid and I put like my little cool side pony hairstyle in, had a little rah-rah skirt and I was going with my friend at the time, it was Nadine um, and we went to Liquid and yeah, obviously got drunk beforehand because it was nappy night and you could smoke in the club. So we were smoking in the club, we were loving it, bit of Liquid, we went to QI as well in Mansfield, can you remember QI as well? Not QI, sorry, Coyote. Was it Coyote Wild? Is that what it was called? Coyote Wild, I think, we're QI. Um, it's not QI now anymore, but it was QI. So Coyote Wild as well. You could smoke in there, like, back in the day, good times. And you could literally go go down Mansfield when you were 13 and get in with, like, someone's ID that was a man from, <laughs> from Africa, and you could get in. <laughs> good times. But I think those times were a little bit safer as well. Um, and like health and safety and all that was a little bit more lax then. So I think that's probably why we got away with it. But all the things we got away with, crazy, um, but great times. We used to go down Hucknall too. I remember going to the pubs around Hucknall with all my friends as well. And we all used to pass back um, Rebecca Wilson's ID. <laughs> Bless Rebecca. Sorry, Rebecca, we had your ID. I don't know if you knew. And then, like, when I'd finished with it, I passed it down to my younger friends. We all used to use Rebecca Wilson, bless her. Um, yeah, so we used to go around Hucknall, the Half Moon, Checkers, the Red Lion. Oh, we did, honestly, like, the times we had, like, with the lads, the girls, we just, I just, honestly, they they are some really, really good years of my life, like, the memories and the laughs. Some really good people and some really good memories of those times. Um, so, yeah, I do. I, that is a really good kind of like when I'm remembering it and talking about it, like I feel good about it, which is really good. Obviously, there was loads of drink, smoking and drugs, which is not healthy at all. Um, I can't remember. I think so. I remember I had a boyfriend for about five years and his name was Jono. Um Sorry, Jono, if you're listening. Um, it probably isn't. I don't even know why I'm saying that. So, um, Jono, oh, my God, he was a great guy. Like, my first proper boyfriend. We were going together for five years. Um, and he, like, was so nice to me. I feel awful now because I've always been a bit of a demanding diva. Um, no idea why people get that idea of me. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a bit, you know, people who know me... I say what I say what I think, I say what I want. I wouldn't say I'm a diva, I would just say I'm very blunt and I know exactly what I want. I'm straight to the point. Um can be dramatic at times, but I am a Leo star sign wise, so that's in our chart. So I blame it on that. Like I'm I'm dramatic because I'm a Leo. Um so yeah, when you get a boyfriend though, all you do is eat shit, right? So when I <laughs> When I was younger, I think we just literally lived at McDonald's at this point. I know it's not good, but literally I just remember like going to the drive-thru all the time. And this is when I ballooned when I got into a relationship. And I remember looking like looking at myself one day um, and just feeling like, whoa, like all my tops were really tight. And like I just felt really bloated. So I've been eating loads of McDonald's. Um, drinking like loads of wine as well so I just like completely ballooned 
Um, so yeah, I was quite unhealthy. And I think this is when maybe I started to feel a little bit shit about myself here as well. Um, because I'd gone from dancing all the time and, you know, drinking on the odd occasion and looking quite fit and healthy. And as obviously I progressed through my teens, um, I started to put on a lot of weight. And this is when I think, um, I started to really, 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 um, feel shit. Um, as I got, as I got older, because there were so many parties, you know, like it's from sixth form and college. I had lots of friends. I was partying hard. Um, like we went down Mansfield, all I ate was McDonald's, um, and wore my white eyeshadow. And can you remember, I'm just throwing this in the mix here. Can anyone remember Urban Decay? That little glittery, uh, eyeliner one thing. Oh my God, I thought I was the bee's knees with that Urban Decay little eye gel on my eyes. Like I was, I don't know, I was like Beyonce or something with that on. Who was famous at the time? Like who would, who would I have been? Like I thought it was Britney Spears with that on. So yeah, I had my little, that was like, what, how much was it? Like 15 pounds. That's like, a hun- it was like a hundred pounds <laughs> for that Urban Decay. And like you got it for your birthday or Christmas and you just, you thought you were the bee's knees. Um, and I don't really think I ever thought too much at this point about my fitness and health. I don't think I was ever really fo- I wasn't focused on my mental health. I wasn't focused on my fitness. I just danced because I enjoyed it. And that obviously kept the weight off from all the shit I was eating and the drink. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really think about my health or my mental health. I know... I just, I remember worrying a lot when I was younger. I worried a lot about what people thought. Um, obviously, with my friends, I didn't. Like, the good friends and stuff. I was very, like, I was, like, very worried about what people thought. And I know a few <laughs> a few people at school, like, threatened me as well. I can't remember what for. But I got threatened and, like, people wanted to smack me. But I just, I can't remember what for now. But obviously, I'd done something. But can't remember. But I just never really, like... I never felt like fully like I fitted in. I don't think. I was always worried about how I looked. Um, worried about what people were going to say. But again, I think that stems from how your family think and what you're exposed to. So if I'd been taught to be a strong, independent uh, woman that didn't give a shit about what anyone thought, then I probably would be that. But I wasn't taught to be like that. So I do think you grow up sort of at first how you are taught and then slowly you relearn yourself and you realize exactly who and how you want to be you relearn yourself you rewire your brain and you um sorry um you become exactly who you want to be but I have like little flashbacks in my head of like um being down like being a lot of times when I was younger, um, I remember feeling suicidal, like for no reason, really. Feeling suicidal, like feeling like worthless, just like I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know why I felt like it. And I'd just listen to sad, sad songs and sit in my bedroom. Like I always had to be around people a lot and doing things. And I think I've always like felt like that because due to ADHD and also due to uh, other reasons that I don't want to maybe go into now, 
um, like environments that I was in felt just, I was confused and just very, yeah, not able to be myself. I felt controlled. Um, and I'd sit and think, especially like if I had a, like alcohol because it was a depressant, I'd feel suicidal at very, very young age. Um, and I didn't feel like I could really tell anyone. I, I told a couple of people, but you know, the stig, the stigma was still attached then. It, mental health wasn't how it is now. There wasn't as many people or as many things you could reach out, um, to about it. So I've got this one memory of, I was in the panto, um, when I was younger, um, at the playhouse, actually, I was a principal dancer. Oh, I was so, like, I was just, I was so proud of myself and so happy that I got this role. And, yeah, I was just really, really pleased. Um, And it was great. I got to finish school early and I got to be in the pantomime at Christmas. I think I must have been, like, 16, 15, 16, I think. But I remember um, self-harming. I remember self-harming. Um slashing my wrists like all up my arm and I remember them noticing and they sent my sent my mum a letter I think I think they sent a letter or they gave me a letter I can't remember now exactly whether I gave my mum the letter or not I think they might I don't know I think they might have sent it a the the memory's vague but I know I know I definitely self-harmed I've self-harmed for quite a few years um and slit my wrist and then I cover it up with foundation um, but I can't, like, there was no reason as to why I was doing it, really. I just knew I felt horrible. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was obviously reasons why I was doing it, like mental health and other things that I'm not going to go into now. But, like, I just remember doing it and just feeling really down. And this is, like, at a young teenage age as well. Um, so I think I've always had some sort of mental health problems. And I do think that now I found out I've got ADHD, that makes so much sense. I'm like oh, like, that's why I'm like all these things. Um, so yeah, I remember doing that. And I remember I just said to my mum, like, I scratched myself or whatever, or, you know, I didn't do that. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. And then that was that. Um, I didn't want anyone to know. Like, I did want people to know because I was crying out for help. But I also didn't want anyone to know because I wanted to keep up appearances like I'd been shown to. So I didn't want anyone to know I was struggling. Um so yeah, that was from a young age. I have struggled many years with my mental health, but that's not saying I've had a terrible life. Like I've had good times, I've had bad times, I've laughed loads, I've had great friends. Like there's, you know, there's just such a mixed bag really, but I, that memory really sticks out to me in my mind. So that I can pinpoint like my mental health when I was younger was even like suffering and a bit ropey. Um, and it took until I was a lot older to do something about it. I think I always masked um, with alcohol and things like that, going out loads, seeing loads of people, being busy, because when you're busy, you're not in your own thoughts, are you, like now, um, during lockdown, I'm in my own thoughts, I'm like, in my own space constantly, I'm isolated, and I absolutely love it, like, I love my, I love myself, and I, I love my own company, it's great, I'm just sitting here, like, loving my time spent with the cats, and obviously, you know, I love social interaction too, and catching up with everyone, facetiming people um and now we're allowed to go on uh one walk with one person um gonna go on a walk with elisa who's my best friend 
and um, obviously social distancing. We're going to go on one walk a day with Lisa, who's my best friend, so that'll, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm just so comfortable with myself now, and it's just such a change, like, I would not be, like, I'd be doing something constantly when I was younger, I'd be out of the house, I'd be out of my house, but that was for a reason. If you don't want to be in your house, there's a reason why you don't want to be in your house, isn't there? Like, you're not not in your house for no reason, but we'll get to that at a later date. Um, so, yeah, I was just, like, masking, I think, for a lot of things. And I didn't understand you don't when you're younger. But that's okay. And I, like, look back now and can pinpoint all the great times, pinpoint the sad times and sort of learn from them and kind of... Um, you know, kind of say to my inner child, like, it's okay you felt like that, you know, kind of do a bit of inner work. I like to do inner work and meditate and, um, you know, release those sort of feelings, not mask them, not hide them, because um, I feel like you're, you know, if you block it away and you hide away from it, you'll you'll never come to terms with it. So, yeah, it's kind of, I know it sounds, I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. I'm like telling you this so you feel like you can talk about it or, you know, you feel like your story's okay and you don't have to hide it. Like, this is not a sob story. This is a survivor story. Like, you'll see. This is a survivor story. Next chapter, you're going to see. Um, so, yeah. And when I was younger as, as well, I always knew, I've always been very, very focused and driven. Um, since really young, I always knew that... I wanted to go to London and I wanted to dance and I just, I've always loved moving my body. Luckily, it was exercise that I love. Like, not, it wasn't exercise that I love, but it was dancing. That's a form of exercise. Um, so I always knew, like, no matter how, like, much, like, got in the way, no matter whether I was drinking or whether I was smoking or whether I felt shit or whether I was self-harming, like, I knew I wanted to dance and nothing was getting in my way. Like, I didn't care how poor I was. I didn't care where I was from. Like, I didn't care how embarrassed I'd be, like, doing it in front of people. Like, I just I just knew that that's always what I wanted to do and I wanted to get out of Kirkby. Um, but look, here I am back again. Woo! <laughs> Can't get away from your roots, man. Um, but, yeah, I knew. I knew that I wanted to go to... London and I knew I wanted to dance I knew I wanted to go to stage school I knew I wanted to be a dancer that's the that's pretty much the only thing I was ever like set on and a hundred percent and like loved that much I wanted to put all my heart into it and it's the only thing that kind of loved me back and was good to me you know and like really helped me through now I look back like it helped me through so much um, dancing and obviously it was that thought that releasing of the endorphins that expression of movement and feeling the music and stuff like that and now obviously I've translated that into fitness um whilst I still dance I do have an online group where we do commercial dance um on the dance lab um during lockdown so I've got a little dance group so I do still dance but I think I've translated that a lot into fitness that's the closest thing to dance so going from being a professional dancer to a fitness a fitness professional um that's the closest thing that i can do around here if i'm not in london or at sea on a ship um that's the closest thing to it so i think again and i've picked another career that 
lets me express myself through exercise. Um, so even though I was really unhealthy and I was like smoking, eating McDonald's, I would never touch a McDonald's now. Um, yeah, I would not do that. MC's, McAdee's, no way. Um, and like drinking, like absolutely lived for rosé. Zinfandel, whoop, whoop. Like couldn't think of anything worse now, honestly. If you still do that, that's fine. Like I'm not judging, but I'm just saying for me, like, I couldn't think of actually anything worse um, now. But yeah, like going from that, like so unhealthy, but always being consistent with the exercise. So I've always been consistent without knowing with the exercise because I found when in my teens, boys, cars, makeup, um, Mad Dog 2020, absolutely loved it. Found that as well. Um, and I remember... I remember when I was younger as well, like, I know I was, like, I was probably a little shit as well. So I was grounded a lot, but, like, no one's ever been able to tell me what to do. And I'm really, like, proud of myself for this. Like, I got this from myself, no one else. I've never been able to be told what to do. And I was grounded, but I literally still run out of the house. Like, you're not telling me what to do. From that's that thing that's the main thing that I love about myself like I question things like if someone tells me that is that I'm like right okay you've told me that is that but I'm not taking that as the gospel I'm finding out for myself or I'm questioning it like I'm not just gonna go with what everyone else says I've never been one I tried to fit in but also like I try to blend in socially, but I've never been one to fit in the crowd. As in, you know, I've always stood out with something. So especially with the clothes I wear, anyone knows if anyone knows me, like, what the fuck are the outfits that I wear? Like they're ridiculous. I don't care. I buy things from charity shops. Like I get things secondhand. I'm not bothered. I don't need to have like the next big thing. Um I wear bright colours. I've got bright red hair. Like, I, I, I feel like I was born to stand out. And I was born to stand out so I can help others do the same, you know, be unique. I am a little weirdo. Um, what they call me at the gym is the pink-haired little fucker. Pink-haired little weirdo. Pink-haired little fucker, that's what they call me. And I think that's really funny because that literally is me. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm, like, not afraid to stand out. And I did stand out a little bit when I was younger, but nothing like I do now. Like, I literally could not give a shit what anyone thinks of me. And I think I've said this on a previous podcast. Like, I do not genuinely care. Like, I am me, and I'm doing everything I'm doing for me and helping others. Like, if anyone wants to laugh at me, even if they want to comment on one of my posts and try and, like, embarrass me or say they don't like me or, you know, trying to undermine me, or whatever anyone's trying to do, like, you cannot bother me, like, you can't touch me, like, literally, I'm solid, I'm solid as a rock, I'm so strong from everything I've ever been through, that, like, literally, you cannot break me, no matter how hard you tried, like, there's just absolutely no way, so what I feel like, everything I've been through, um, finding myself throughout my life, is for now, like, standing up and speaking out and helping those who are afraid to speak out. I'm here to help those. I'm speaking out because I'm, I'm helping those other people speak out too and, like, be able to be themselves. Like, you don't have to keep up appearances. You can say no to people. You can, you know, have an uncomfortable conversation. Just because you don't agree with someone doesn't mean you're a cunt. Like, 
you can have different opinions. You can have your own opinion. You can be and say whatever you want to and be whoever you want to be. Obviously, without hurting people. Like, I never purposely go out my way to hurt anybody's feelings because that's not what I'm like. But, you know, I do want to make people feel uncomfortable. I do want to say things that are going to make people look and stop and stare and, like, speak out of the ordinary you know, I will give people a kick up the arse. I will call people out because that's who I am and that's how I am. I'm not going to sit back. I'm not going to let anybody do anything to me that I don't like. I'm literally standing up for myself and I'm here. I've been put on this earth to help people um, help themselves. Don't get me wrong. I'm nobody's babysitter, but I'm here to like, I do feel like I'm a leader and I do feel like I'm here to help others and give them confidence and show them that they are great um no matter what they've been through as well like we are not victims we are all survivors sorry that's really passionate I feel like I'm a bit aggressive because I get really passionate about talking about it um sorry I've gone off on a tangent again but um I just go with I go from my heart and I have got ADHD so it's kind of like going around the houses to get to a point usually but um Yeah, what I'm trying to say is I'm telling you all these chapters of my life so you can get to know me and what I'm about um, and why I am like I am and also like what I've learned from the the mistakes Um, and people might have had similar upbringings to me and had similar experiences and it would be great to like chat about them um, and know that sort of like, you know, we're not alone in in this life Um, and we're all unique And it makes us who we are. And we shouldn't be ashamed of anything that we've done or any experiences that we've been through. Um, And we should talk about them, the good and the bad and the ugly. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I've got to say, really. Um, So that's sort of my terrible teens in a little nutshell for you. (laughs) So, yeah, I was basically, I was really naughty. I was in trouble a lot. Um, I had, I had a laugh. Um, I was also like, had a few mental health issues that I don't think I really realized I had back then. I just knew I was down and I didn't know why. Um, and I was out of the house a hell of a lot. Um, and yeah, I lived with, uh, I lived with my friends. I lived with boyfriends as well. I lived, didn't always live at home when I was younger as well. Lots of jumping about, living in different places, sleeping in different places. Um, No one's ever been able to tie me down. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, just... I've always been a free spirit, a wild free spirit, and a wild free spirit is what I'll always be, and that's okay, and um, you can be too. And if you're not, you're not. If you are, you are. We are all unique, and we all have a different story. So um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to my podcast. Um, Please like message me or comment if you've enjoyed it. Um, Or if you, you know, or if it's made you think like, oh my God, when I was younger, I used to do this, Alex. Like drop me a comment um, um, or message me. Um, I'd really like to hear from you. So thanks so much. And I will try and get to my next chapter very soon. It's going to be intense um so i'm just letting you know that before if you don't want to listen to something intense then don't listen to the next chapter but if you want to know and you know um if you're ready for it and you want to hear it it will make you feel uncomfortable 
but it's my story and my truth and I'm going to tell it. So thank you so much guys for listening. Hey, have a wonderful weekend and I will speak to you very soon.